Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Oh, say Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show, Life, Love, and Liberty. Happy hump day to you. You are halfway there, America. For you weekend warriors, that's a big deal. Many of you, though, have not gone back to the weekend warrior mentality, and that's actually a good thing. I think COVID has broken up a lot of um, habits, if you will, that, uh, you know, I remember being a weekend warrior. Oh, God, I hated my job. Many, 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 many moons ago, lived for Fridays. Some of you are just living, waiting for, you know, this Biden administration, sham administration. I have to tell you, I've never been one to really consider it, excuse me, a legitimate administration, and therefore I've never referred to it as the legitimate administration. And one of my followers on Twitter tonight says, when's this at Biden has no close uh, period in America's history going to end? Everyone knows the Biden-Harris admin is illegitimate. Biden-Harris legitimately winning the 2020 election is hashtag the real big lie. A Biden speech is elder abuse and a clear and present danger to national security. And this is absolutely true. And then he went on to ask me what my thoughts are on this. And here are my thoughts quite as succinctly as they as I can make them. Um, it is impossible for anyone with the ability to reason or think critically um, to look at all of the evidence that that was brought forth and now coming forth as well. It is impossible to study the data and and believe for even an iota of a second that uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris won this administration. That is simply impossible. Now, even saying that is something that becomes a matter of national security for some. You have to understand that the, the dissent has now devolved into, I mean, we are literally on, we're encroaching um, upon, we are approaching, rather, we're approaching where the Iranians were prior to a very hostile takeover in the way of a theocratic regime, which it has never uh, recovered from. 
and 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 that and believe me when I tell you that politics really is our god in this country. It just is. It's not supposed to be that way. It's completely out of order. Governance is in fact a godly construct, but but this what we are living now, uh, you do have a political hydra, which is an altar, uh, in which of which demands to be um, worshipped and venerated, and we do it really well in this country. And and I'm not sure if it's the if it's our pride that's gotten us here, you know. I've never been super comfortable with the uh, American pride. I mean, I get it. I get it. But, you know, words have power and words have meaning. And so when you think about American pride, I've always kind of submitted, you know, that maybe it should have been American gratitude. American gratitude. So because when you look around at various industries, you look at corporate America, you look at that Hydra, you look at big tech, you look at our deep state. All of that is it churches as well. All of that, you know, political packs and the RNC, the DNC, you know, all of those things are part of the hydra of the political god. And you cut one head off and the others, you know, you grow seven more. And so there's always some new narrative push. There's always some drug of choice in the way of, in the war of words. And so, um, for me, you know, two plus two really is four and having seen, you know, ha- having been privy to some of the affidavits coming out of Fulton County, Georgia, and in listening to my own anti Trump or never Trumper colleagues and conservative media, try to tell you who, who, who hold degrees in constitutional law, who have never tried a case a day in their lives, try to tell you that an affidavit is is not evidence. I mean, it is amazing the levels that people have stooped, um, have bowed to during all this. And, and it's, I, listen, I haven't exactly gotten off scot-free in terms of you know, I've had to chug my own heart a couple of times about, okay, which altar am I worshiping at today? Because I, you know, I didn't, I wanted President Trump to come back soon. And some of you really do believe he's coming back in, in August and you still believe that he could. My dear friend Bobby Python tweets to me tonight. So what are you going to do to celebrate whenever President Trump is reinstated in his rightful position? And, you know, what say you, Monica? And I'm tagged with a couple of other media pundits and, and journalists. And I'm like, well... <laughs> Um, I'm, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep doing exactly what I'm doing now. I'm not going to drink from that punch bowl again. I'm not going to become drunk on a Trump presidency. I'm not going to become drunk on, um, uh, momentary political victory because we can't afford to. If that were to happen, and I'm not sitting around waiting for that to happen, I would continue on with my election integrity tour. Someone said to me today, you know, that it was asked of a few people who are in the throes of election integrity tours. Are you willing to go to jail or, you know, die for your cause? 
right? And I thought to myself, wow, that's a hell of a question to ask people who are on election integrity tours. Because what about that exactly is illegal? I mean, I live in Beirut, otherwise known as Atlanta, and so anytime I step outside of my house, I run the risk of not returning home. But, I mean, that's true for anywhere you live. You know what I mean? But I live in a war zone that was completely um, carefully constructed. Let's just say that. Carefully thought out. For years, not just one administration, but for years, like from a global perspective, how do you take down America, right? And how how do you do that? Someone said to me today, you know, we couldn't take Afghanistan. And this is someone who's been there multiple times. We couldn't take Afghanistan. You really think you're going to be able to take our guns? And and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to submit this to you guys tonight. Instead of sitting on your high horses thinking that it's an impossibility, as Joe Biden comes out today talking about, you don't need a 30, 40, or 50 caliber weapon unless, you know, your deer is wearing a Kevlar, you know, whatever. Dude doesn't even know what time of day it is. It really is. It was a travesty when he was running for office. I thought Joe Biden should be, it is criminal. It is criminal. It is elder abuse what she is allowing to happen to her husband. People have been tried and prosecuted for less when it comes to their elders, right? To elder abuse. That is a serious offense, and it should be. We should be protecting our elders as well, our elderly as well as our children. I mean, seriously. Elder abuse is no joke, and I I don't joke about that at all. I love our old people, and I hope to be one one day. So I have a mad respect for my elders and our babies. Love, love, love. Two two demographics that should always be protected. Always. For people who are so invested in special classes in this country, those are two special classes for me. Our elderly and our babies. There. Y'all are so enamored with special classes. There's two special classes for you to focus on. So Joe Biden falls in, you know, the special class of the elderly and even more special, like super special, where he doesn't even know who or where he is half the time. It is criminal what they are doing to this man and with this man and through him. And and we become the laughing stock of of the world, quite honestly. It is embarrassing. It is embarrassing to know that my country has just experienced a coup. And some of you think President Trump is in on the game and, and he knows and all this stuff needed to be exposed. And, you know, and I, I, I have no idea. All I know is what I'm seeing happen in our country right now. And I'm going to tell you what I told this person tonight. Before you get too excited thinking that there's no way they could come round up all of your guns, I want you to think about something for two seconds. You ready? They have weaponized us against one another. They don't need a 300 million man FBI or deep state to come and take your weapons. All they need is your neighbor. All they need are your posts on Facebook, which I keep telling you to get off 
of Facebook. When you want to know how the deep state shows up at your door, how they know what you've been up to, how they know where you've been, what you've said, what your opinion, how they conflate things, how they completely mangle and twist your patriotism. I don't want to hear you complain about that when you're still sitting in the middle of their spying glass on Facebook. I just cannot reiterate this enough. I'm sorry, I just can't. It is maddening. And so I'm going to tell you like I told him. And this man's been in multiple wars and and done more for this country than than 99% of this country will ever do for itself. And I said, don't you dare get too sanctimonious about this and thinking that it can't happen. We turn each other in over a face mask. We've been programmed to think that turning our neighbors in is the loving, patriotic thing to do. I'm not included in that. And if you're listening to my show, you likely aren't included in that either. But I want you to think about how many people have tattled, have harassed, have see something, say something. People love that crap. They have no life. And they think they're doing the right thing. These are the same people who would take a vaccination to save the trees. (laughs) So don't tell me they can't disarm us. I really need you to think about that. I, I could actually stop the show right there because that's such a that's such a plumb line. It's really something for you to consider. And, and you know me, if you if listened to me at all, I'm not I'm not chicken little running through the sky. You know, I'm not running through the field shouting at the sky. You know, this guy is well, we gotta come get our guns. No, that's not who I am. I'm not a hysterical woman. I can be. Don't get me wrong, but this is not one of those times. And you hear it, my voice. I'm extremely reasonable and pragmatic. I'm very objective. I can be. I'm also extremely passionate. And so if you're coming at me with something, you better come with a bigger boat. You better come with some facts, and you better come with a willingness and desire to connect with me and and to seek understanding, and I will do the same. But this stuff right here, we are what we think that's part of what got us into this predicament as it is. You know, we think we are above them being able to come get our weapon. Oh, come and get it. I wish they would. I mean, I see I see it. I've said it too. I've tweeted those things too. But careful what you wish for. Your neighbor will be the thing that is weaponized to turn you in. This is nothing new. This is listen. This is 1933. This is the frog boil, and it works. That's why it's perpetuated. That's why this history repeats itself. Now, speaking of history, I'm going to pivot for a minute. I want to uh, I want to highlight some things that are going on here in Fulton County that need to start happening around the country, quite honestly, particularly in New York. I don't know if you've seen, like in Chicago, you saw the couple, Puerto Rican couple, who were dragged out of their SUV in the middle of a black mob. They had a Puerto Rican flag hanging out off the side of the car. Of course, I I had not read anything about the story whatsoever. I've watched the video at least 10 times. I want to throw up every time I watch it because I just can't believe what I'm seeing. 
And the first few times I watched it thinking, did that did they really shoot that guy point blank? And they did. Both the mother and father dead, literally massacred, butchered, executed in the middle of a street. And I said, guarantee you those animals were educated, if at all, in a government school and had no idea which flag was flying in the back of that SUV. Now, I've had other people come out and, you know, jeer at me because, well, yeah, I mean, that's what news is. Well, I, I didn't even read the news. I, that was just my personal thought was I, when I saw the flag, and that's why I watched it several times, I thought, now, what exactly like, was this a gang thing? Was that, I mean, this is Chicago, right? And so and why would you have been down in that area with people congregating in the streets? Why would you have been there with a flag hanging out the back of your car, like with any type of provocation whatsoever? And I, listen to me, I am not victim shaming at all. These are questions I'm asking myself because, again, I am a critical thinker and I'm I'm an objective reasonable person so at first I watched it going what the holy hell is that couldn't even believe my eyes right I gotta watch it again and now I'm starting to so now I'm watching like frame by frame and then I'm like oh there's a flag hanging out the back what is that and which flag is that so I stop the frame and look at the flag and I, I mind you I have not read a thing I do not watch the news I do not I do not watch cable news. I don't listen to any of those crazy folks. I don't care what station they're on. I love OAN and some of the Newsmax folks, but I'm out. I just, I have not watched that crap since the, um, since January 20th. I have not. I just tuned it all out. And I have other news sources from which I pull. But I'm looking at this going, okay, next frame. Okay, so this is a flag, Puerto Rican flag. So, and then it's like, it dawns on me, da-da, guarantee you these buffoons had no idea what flag that was. Now, it's not as though that young lady appeared to be Caucasian um, or her husband or boyfriend or uh, whatever his relationship to her was. Um, but she, but it's like, wow, these guys were like so lusty, crazy, nuts, insane that they see a flag they don't know what flag it is. They pull this woman from the car. They shoot her dead. I mean, she died the next day, but you see blood coming out of the back of her head on the street. And then to, to try to shield her, her boyfriend jumps from the passenger seat over to the driver's seat on top of her out on the street. And this dude literally comes right back around the front of the car and pull and points the gun at this dude's head and blows his head off. And all of that is caught on someone's cell phone. And I think to myself, where are we? Like, what level of hell are we actually living in or on right now in this country? And where is Mayor Lightfoot, who, in my humble ministerial, you know, capacity... I would submit to you, is demonically possessed. And I'm not talking like, you know, Reagan, you know, where she's going to puke green stuff and her head's going to spin around. But that woman, first of all, does not look well. I don't care who you are. She does not look well. 
and her city is in complete disarray. I cannot believe people have not sued the living hell out of that city and her personally. I just can't. I can't even believe what goes on in that city. Then let's move over to New York City. There's this giant guy takes a bag and beats the living hell out of this woman with a crowbar in the bag, beats her dead. Yeah, I mean, this is your new America. Beats her dead in the street, busy street. There are people standing around, just standing, just kind of looking at him like, what are you doing? She's dead. She's gone. Like, I mean, he just beats her and beats her and beats her, and then she just dies. She's gone. Trauma, head trauma, out, gone, gone to be with Jesus. Is anyone around him armed? I mean, when you think about the necessity to arm yourself whenever you leave your home, I want you to think about this. It's not only for yourself. Because all I could think of as I'm watching these weak-ass people stand around her is, and, and they're gasping, oh, I can't believe it. What are you doing? Right? And this dude's tall, man. Like, he's a big dude. And the best these guys can do is stand around aghast. Now, I'm going to ask you something. If you're armed and you see this guy, he doesn't just whack her one time. She's on the ground, probably gone at that point. And he's just hitting her and hitting her. And, and you see blood coming out. You see she's literally being attacked. What do you do? Are you prepared? If you're armed, are you prepared for that situation? If you're an armed citizen, you're not a law enforcement officer. Are you prepared for that situation? Are you prepared to take that dude out? Are you prepared to demand that he stop hitting her while you've got a gun pointed at him because he's about to kill this woman legit in real time right in front of you? Are you ready for that? If you're out here training and all excited about, you know, I went to the range this weekend and it was so fun. We had mimosas and crumpets and we got to clutch our pearls and it's great. I feel so much better because my shooting instructor is super hot and, you know, I did really well and woo-hoo, I, you know, I got the guy in the head and the chest. Okay. Well, let me ask you, is, is your super hot instructor teaching you what to do in a situation like that? Because I'm just telling you in this America, you're going to need to be prepared for those scenarios. If you're carrying a weapon on your person and you have a permit to do so, whatever your state's you know laws are is what you need to be abiding by. But if you are carrying a weapon on your person, like I have a concealed carry permit. So if I'm carrying a weapon, I'm not carrying that weapon just for me. If I see that someone's literally being beat to death with a bag with a crowbar in it, I see blood coming out of their head. It is incumbent upon me as a human being to stop and attempt to stop that dude from doing so verbally first. And, uh, and if not, if that doesn't work, then it's going to be by force. And I've, you've, you see it happen. And you know what? The chips will fall wherever they may. And if he's black and I'm white or he's green and I'm yellow, whatever. If he's a midget and I'm not, you know, if he's a fun size, whatever. I No. Whatever it is, right? But when you see your fellow citizens, I don't care what color they are, what their political sexual persuasion is, their religious beliefs. When you see someone being taken out like that, what are you 
going to do. This is the new America for now. And so if President Trump were to be reinstalled, which I'm, you know, I've been prayerful about that. I don't want to speak ill of or speak death over that possibility. But my response would be exactly what it is now. I've seen enough of this to know I don't ever want to be in this position again. I don't ever want this country to be in this position again. So I would continue to do what I'm doing now and go back to my comment about, you know, this person asking people, are you willing to die or go to jail over election integrity? And I thought, wow, how far have we fallen? I mean, what exactly are we doing that's illegal or that would, you know, elicit death? Um, but, but I have to tell you, the, these are very um, interesting times in which we live. And if you think we've seen the worst of behavior in this country, it <laughs> just wait for the dominoes to start falling, whether it's Georgia, Arizona, Pennsylvania, whatever. And they've already started to fall here. They've started to fall in the state of Georgia. And so people are all, you know, been out of shape about Brad Rav, the Secretary of State's office, coming out saying, oh, we found fraud. I mean, shocking. We knew that, you know, on November 3rd at 3.33 a.m., or November 4th at that point. We knew, we knew that. We knew. We knew. So those of us with eyes to see and ears to hear and a big what-the-hell meter, we knew. And it's not because we're Trump sycophants or cultists. It's because, you know, 2 plus 2 is 4. And so a lot needs to be, I love this term that a dear friend of mine uses, um, a man I absolutely adore, and he uses the term atone. Things need to be atoned for. How do you atone what's happened to this country since November 3rd? How do you atone what's happening now? I will put my faith in no man, and that includes President Trump. And I, too, have had my issues where God is concerned looking up to the heavens going, okay, what are you telling us? Are you even there? I mean, as much as I preach about God, I too have had those moments. I've, I'm very candid about that. Where I'm just like, where are you? What is what is going on? You know? And yes, all the soot and the silt from the bottom of this swamp has been stirred. And I'm going to tell you now, if you think you've seen the last what-the-hell swamp creature, you better hold on to your knickers because we have not seen the last of it. I promise you that. And I think some of the swamp creatures that are going to be revealed are going to be a real blow to the American heart and psyche of a lot of you. I think that is entirely possible so much so someone said to me today we're talking about whistleblowers and i said to myself you know what good is it to be a whistleblower no really i mean think about it what good does it do like we watched uh uh, mcafee uh die apparently suicided himself today in a in a in a prison cell in in spain right and so uh mcafee is you know 
all kinds of riddled with, you know, just you name it. He's like a, he's like a Brad Thorne novel unto himself. Okay. And God rest his soul. But most of us who know that two plus two is four know that Mr. McAfee did not kill himself. And so the last thing he sends out on InstaScam is Q and 17. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. That's probably your first clue that he did not off himself. So whoever's perpetuating the Q thing. Okay. That makes actually a lot of sense. Now, so we're talking about whistleblowers. And I'm like, let me ask you something. What good does it do to blow a whistle? Like, why would you put yourself in that danger or that position of no one gives a damn? Why would you do that? Because I want y'all to think about something. How many thousands of documents were released by WikiLeaks? How many documents did President Trump declassify before he left? How many? And how many of you can talk about any of them? How many of you thought that it was a real novel thing that this supposed um, deserter of the Chinese Communist Party, who is now um, here and has been here stateside, uh, has information, has all of Hunter Biden's laptop's information? I'm like, and? How many of you know that that's already public information? That stuff was released months ago. WikiLeaks sources, I think Lynn Wood released a bunch of stuff regarding all this stuff. And how many of you even know what's out there? How many of you took the time to go through the WikiLeaks doc dump? I mean, it was a dump. And and that's what happens when people's bandwidth becomes so thin that they just can't take another thing or they don't, they don't, there's so much, it's so cumbersome, they don't know. And we've been trained you have been trained through Facebook, synaptically mind-altered, literally anatomically altered in your brain to not dig, to not seek, to not really care about anything that's not easy information for you to assimilate. You've literally been programmed for that. So when I'm screaming at you to get off of Facebook, I could not be more serious about that. And this is why. Because here you have thousands of documents dumped from WikiLeaks, in which you can go through Hillary's emails, you can read all about Pizzagate stuff, you can read all about, I mean, so many, Epstein, oh my gosh, all those files, Hunter Biden's laptop, I mean, all this stuff is out there, the manifest, who's on it, there's, you don't even need to speculate, you don't have to wait for somebody to be an actual journalist and report on these things, all of the information is out there for you, and how many of you have looked at even one second of that information? One paragraph, right? So again, I'm going to ask you, what good does it do to blow the lid off of things and it will never be adjudicated? Bill Barr became the AG of the United States of America. I want you to think about that. I want you to ponder that. Christopher Ray is the sitting director 
of the FBI. Think about that. Right? So where is justice? Where is she? Now, there are some people here in Fulton County doing some good work. And I and I do believe while, you know, the complaining is justified and the shaking my fists in the air to the heavenlies is justified regarding crime in my city and my county, I would I would like to honor those who are actually starting to utilize Georgia's gang statute, which is the toughest gang statute in the country. And they are beginning to um, uh, indict and prosecute according to that gang statute here in the state of Georgia. And that, and that is, I was just enlightened today to how important that is because what studies have shown, and I'll cover this more in depth in the coming days, what studies have shown is that when it comes to the criminal gang element, when you even push back a little bit, when you arrest with gang charges, right, what you see is they will quickly move. It's kind of like, you know, your kitchen's filled with ants after it rains, right? And you spray like one little corner and it's like, you, you see like this trail of, of just crazy, literally, you know, like the, like the Indy 500 of ants. And you're like, God, where are they all coming from? And you find you can't even find really the origin, but they're just all over the kitchen. And you like there's just one little drop of spray, right? Whatever you use, and they're gone instantly. Like there's insta ant gone, right? That's how your criminal gang element operates. As soon as the law is even remotely enforced regarding criminal gang prosecution, they dry up and they move to the path of least resistance. And so it's important for, for actually, you know, my guys here in Georgia were pushing for a federal gang statute, which should actually happen. Um, but now we see, you know, in the state of Georgia, why it's so important because you have, I don't even know how many gangbangers at this point. Probably, I mean, at the time there were over 70,000 when I first started talking about this a couple of years ago just in metro atlanta i mean it's in, in around surrounding areas or was that all of the state of georgia probably all the state of georgia 70 right around 71 73000 i want you to think about that 73000 criminal gang members yeah that's no joke and some of you are like well i just see yeah, that doesn't affect me oh but it does are you trying to sell a house right now in a, in a metro area, <laughs> good luck with that, right? Do you feel safe whenever you're going grocery, shop, grocery shopping? Good luck with that. So it's a mess. It is a jungle, but I do want to highlight good behavior, and I want to highlight people who are doing the heavy lifting and actually um, prosecuting criminal gang you know, crimes. It's not a crime to be a part of a gang. Some of you don't know that. It's not a crime to be a part of a gang. But when your gang becomes criminally um, implicated, minded, your activities are all criminal-centric, which most are, for being honest, um, that's a problem. And, and believe me, there are so many intricacies whenever it comes to prosecuting a criminal gang element. And I'll be happy to go over that in the coming days. But I did want to highlight that here in Fulton County, 
uh, the new district attorney has in, has deployed and employed uh, people who are not fooling around. They are not holding back, and they are going and they are utilizing. Not going to. They are utilizing Georgia's federal. Uh, I'm sorry, Georgia's gang statute again, which is one of the toughest or the toughest in the country. So applauding uh, Fonnie Willis's district uh, attorney's office, and uh, we hope that they will continue with that good work. Now, as for the rest of us, you know, what would I do if President Trump came back into office? Exactly what I'm doing now. I would praise God, and then I would um, continue to work as diligently as I am now, I would be even more diligent about making sure that my house is in order and um, and that I get myself to resources and uh, land uh, position myself favorably for the coming days because even if he was to be um, reinstalled in his rightful position as the sitting president of the United States of America, um, this would definitely not be the last time that we're going to contend with this level of idiocy, of demonic, just maniacal. I mean, there aren't enough adjectives, seriously, uh, to describe what's going on in this country right now. So anyway, I love you guys. I'll be back with you all tomorrow and um, heading to Tennessee. I want to see the great people of Tennessee before I head back to Virginia. The Virginians for America First are, they are getting busy and their volunteers are, you know, coming en masse. It is happening and they're going to try to uh, take their House of Delegates back and they mean business. So I am um, happy to be on board with that. All right, guys, have a good night. Be good to your neighbor beginning with yourself in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one. <laughs>